Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 5th of February. It is Tuesday. It is still raining in Southern California, I think. Today's the last day, and then the weekend we're getting it again. But we are in a real rainy season. This is our rainy season, and it normally doesn't rain even in the rainy season. So it's coming, but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Today's show, yesterday we did a show on why do we have so many religions, different religions, if God is one. So I get off the show and I'm talking to someone on the phone and they start telling me that they were listening to this man who was talking about how God doesn't care what religion you are. And I started to laugh and I go, oh my God, you need to, if you have time and you want to do this, I do a radio show and you might want to listen to today's show. Not so much for the great content because I I just love doing the show, but just to see how on pace we all are with each other. It is amazing that we are all so connected, so in tune, so evolved. Everything Christ said in that book, I got to go back to the book, Origins of Truth, gee, prizes me over. And it's not that I didn't believe it, but hearing something and then realizing how much we had to evolve to begin to have the conversation. Like we wrote the book, when did, and I say we, because it took a village. I, there's no way I could ever in my lifetime take credit for writing that book by myself. And it took a lot of people, a lot of experience, a lot of hardship, a lot of love, a lot of digging deep. To write that book and everyone's part was huge even even the antagonist part even the hardest part those were actually the best parts of the whole thing because that's where my brain hit the rubber and the rubber met the road and I learned a lot and I was able to teach it back but That question, why do we have so many different religions if God is one? We just created them. Started out with Christianity, but now how many Bibles do we have? How many different forms and different ways of life are we practicing in? Being Muslim, you're either a Shiite or a Sunni. Jewish, you're either Hasidic or you're just not Hasidic. You don't go through the whole 
physical wearing of the clothes and, you know, the the deep practice. I know when I was there on the Sabbath, you know, there were some Jewish people that went out, but they, they considered themselves different than the um, Orthodox Jews. And then I don't, this I don't know if the Hasidic Jews are also the Orthodox Jews or they are a different sect as well. I'm not sure. But if anybody knows, please put it in the chat because I would love to know. But bigger than that, you know, we have Buddhism and we have non-God-based beliefs and we have atheisms and some atheists actually started churches so that they had community centers for the people that they want to gather with. So there's a lot going on. People want to know about God. And whether they believe in God or not, whether they're agnostic or not, whether they're atheist or not, topic goes back to God. I have found with men very heavily, very heavily, they have deep beliefs about God. And for some, honestly, it's a lifesaver. It helps them reconcile what they see, what they go through, the deals they have to make, the way they have to prepare to bring home money to their family, somewhere, something to fall back on. And I have to tell you that when I was younger, I had to feel that because I was a single mom. So I I got to understand what both sexes, I guess, go through or feel like when you have to be the provider, when in nature you're a nurturer. And it's not, a, it's not an easy thing. It's like putting on the wrong pants every day. But you do it, and we can do it really well. And some of us really like it. I was one of the people I did like it. I enjoyed getting up, getting dressed, going somewhere, making time for lunch. All that felt great. But if it weren't for my belief, in God, that God gave me someone to talk to. And as I grew, God grew. Isn't that interesting? Because we grow, we see more of God. But today, after yesterday's show, I got this barrage of questions. And all these question marks in a very short paragraph. And it was from Christopher Sedra. And he said, Nadia, our idea of God is what keeps God away. Why do we put God in a box which limits what God is and what he can do? Why do we have to wait until we die to see God again? Why is God, why, maybe that should be, what if God is with us, we cannot see him? Is God other? Other what? I don't understand the last part, but I'm going to answer the first part. Our idea of God isn't what keeps God away. Our idea of God is actually pretty simple. It's what we were taught that keeps God away. That's why I love doing this show every day, because that's how Christ talks to me every single day, pretty much all day. But I've learned to accommodate, live, and expand myself. I've learned to kind of have my own quiet time and all of that. All of that has come into play. But why do we put God in a box which limits what God is and what he can do is also what we were taught. 
It was a whole point of me doing this show. A lot of religions, I know mine, I can't speak for anyone else's because it, mine was a, a, I don't want to say it was the religion entirely because it's not, and I can't blame the religion, but also the culture, the way we live. Oh, God. Well, you can ask God, oh, my God. You know, we, we use God in certain contexts. All God is is love. So when I ask the question, when Christ asked me the question, what would love do? I was able to answer how I knew and understood God now. Instead of saying, what would God do? Because God goes loaded, which is why I initially was so upset seeing Christ because Saying the word Christ doesn't come any less loaded than saying God. Only it's a bigger divider amongst religions because every religion believes in God, mostly, unless it's just a way of life. But every religion believes in God. So everyone gets it when you say God, even though it's loaded. But now you take it another step further and you say Christ, and now you're only talking about some religions. But one of the biggest things, and I couldn't get to it yet, literally the show felt like a minute. But one of the biggest things is that replacing the word God with love allows you, because love we all know, we feel it, even the most hardened criminal. Put them in jail. What happened? They start talking about God. Not a mistake. That's why, you know, there's a a saying, every criminal leaves a clue. Something in them wants to get caught, even though they may go through great pains to not get caught. But the ones who don't get caught live with a big secret that gets heavier and heavier over time as the realizations come to their heart and their mind that that was not okay, whatever it was, whether you stole something or you hurt someone. But the ones who get caught, that was a favor. Thank God for our judicial system and jury. You know, it's hard to think in this technical world and have real people hear your case and decide legally if there's anything they can do for you. And if you really did what you're in there for, your best bet is that you get caught, not that you get set free based on a technicality. Because if you do, Nothing is as it seems. That's a torture for the rest of your life. But if you get convicted and you go to jail where you probably belong, human nature, and now you are in jail, you have time 
to think about what you did. And then all of a sudden, you are reading about God. You start searching. You start wanting to know who you are and what you did and why you did it. That behind. There is no soul more important to it than another. It's not for us to get into this barrage of technical conversations about what a soul means and what God means. Let's assume for a minute that there's God. And let's assume we call God love. And let's assume you don't feel great about yourself. And then let's change the word God to love. And if you just have enough self-respect, push your own limits, because that takes a lot of getting over many, many fears to push yourself over the limit. I didn't know what that felt like until I did it. Because I was scared of myself. I was scared if I knew what I really wanted to do, I wouldn't know how to stop myself from doing it. And I would get in a bunch of trouble from my family. And maybe what I wanted to do was just to go out with my friends. But yet there's things I'm thankful for from my family. I never saw alcohol in a social setting until I was in my mid-20s. Ever. Unless I was like in a restaurant. But, you know, that was, you know, I don't order what other people. So I never drink. And until today, I don't drink. And people think it's because I can't. Because I'm a, either recovering alcoholic, oh, thank you, no, thank you, I don't drink, because some people just don't not drink. And I don't care what anyone thinks, I've gotten both reactions, so I just don't say anything anymore. doesn't matter. But I used to just say it so that they wouldn't serve me something, but the reactions I got changed how I said it so that I would be left alone in whatever it is I'm doing, being love. All religions talk about love, no matter what, even if they're not God-based, like let's say Buddhism or, you know, different kinds of sects or whatever it is that people do, they all draw us in on love because we all understand love or we're trying to understand love. But that's how we are with God. Part of God. We understand as much as we can understand about God. Call him love. What happens is the judgment disappears. The word sin disappears. The word punishment disappears. The word hell disappears. Fear and doubt and worry and control and guilt disappear. You know, we say that fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt don't come from God. We say that. And sometimes when I say that to people and it's the first time they heard it, they go crazy. And they're like, oh, my God, what was that? What were those five? And I just say them so fast now because I'm so used to my audience just knowing what we're talking about. Throw in the chat. We were taught we were not good enough for God. You don't have to dress up for God because God saw you undressed, saw you change into your pajamas, saw you brush your teeth before you went to bed, saw you in your sleep when you couldn't even see yourself. 
He doesn't care. He could just see you. But being so far deep into our heads is where we lost God because everyone gave us such such a load of baggage to carry. We'd rather leave the topic alone. And Christopher wrote another one. God and I are one. How come Jesus is the Christ and you are not? Because Jesus is a different soul than me. He told me, in origins of truth, you are not me and I am not you. But I basically had this calling. And that's it. And because I had this calling, my life from being this mom of two kids into a life where I reach out every single day of it. Whether I'm on the radio or not, or in front of people or not, or speaking or not. And I talk about it. Talk about love. Ironically, look at how parents, how we don't know how cool God is. My name in Arabic means calling. Even though my name is, I think, a Romanian name or a Russian name, one of the two, I think Romanian started, but Russia took it. Uh, Nadia means hope. So whether it's hope or calling, I always felt both of those things growing up, but I didn't even know my name meant calling until like a year ago in Arabic. My mom in her mind named me because she saw this Egyptian movie, the woman and named me that name. I met another Nadia about 25 years younger than I am, maybe more. And we're sitting at a dinner table and there's two Nadias, you know how rare that is. And, she says to me, my parents named me after this woman in this Egyptian movie. I still don't know na- the name of the movie myself, and she did not either. And I said, that's exactly where my mom named me from. Just these little connections, these little ways that with this humorous tone in life, we are drawn together. And when we talk to each other, finding out such cool little Backdoors. But Christopher has some more questions. By God, is the other, I mean, is God one with us or is God separate from us? From what I saw, we are all together in this. If you could imagine the biggest, most encompassing part of love, if you could imagine it, big wall of love and then a part of that wall pulls out like a flicker and it becomes a person and then another part becomes a person and then another part becomes a person we're all part of God when Christ took me before him I know it sounds crazy but heck if I can tell you I can tell you I felt like I was part of a whole world not just of myself, going on this adventure for fun, not realizing, you know, obviously what it feels like to live here yet. 
because I had to be taken back to remember that the the way and reason why I saw Christ was because I agreed before I came to share my free will with God. Most of us came with our free will and no interference. I don't have interference with my free will, but I left it open to be shared. And I had given permission somehow at some point before I came because I was trying to make the fact that I go away. Because my family wasn't happy and I thought no one would ever marry me again because I would have been perceived as crazy. But it turns out that wasn't the case on both levels, but I had to, I had to get there. But the belief that God is one is not universal. What about dualism? Dualism says there are two gods. Well, you know what? We can go on all day about all the different beliefs. But even if two gods are ten gods, they're talking about a god. That's one thing I don't try to ever do is question, believe it or not. Not that I don't question. I love to inform myself but why people believe in different things are two absolute realities. There are different realities. Jeez, I go to Africa, I'm in a whole different world. I go to Israel, I'm in a whole different world. I go to the Palestinian part of Israel, I'm in a whole different world. And then I get on a plane and come here, and yet I'm in a whole other different world that lives by different standards and, and norms and kind of social culture all over the place because we're thinkers and we want to do something that makes us comfortable and sometimes we want to structure it and we want other people to do it with us and they do. It's really cool. I remember Christopher writing about Buddhism and saying, well, Buddhism isn't even based on God, but they're a religion. But those kind of technicalities are beautiful to embrace and discuss and you know I never even thought about Buddhism as a religion I just thought about it as peace and a way of life the most important takeaway Nadia Christ also says in Origins of Truth we are all Christ yes we are all love because Christ is the angel of love Jesus stands for the human and Christ stands for the divine what is what is human is divine Christ is not a name in Greek, means Messiah or anointed. What is human is divine Christ is not a name in Greek, or it is a name. I don't know what, I, I don't know what is not a name in Greek, means Messiah or anointed. But that's all he told me. His name was Christ when he was here, or Jesus when he was here, but his name is Christ. And, it, and honestly, when I saw him that night, that threw me off. Because being Muslim, I would say Jesus Christ. Isn't that funny that they say that? But his name from home came with him. But why it was Jesus initially, I don't even know. I don't remember. But the biggest takeaway is I love the discussions because the discussions remind us we are not alone. No matter how, and that's what Christ said when I said, hey, wait a minute, I'm listening. Maybe you came to the wrong person. Why did you come to me? 
because I'm a different religion, and he said it was irrelevant. What I'd forgotten was that when Christ was here, Christianity didn't exist, did it? No. It didn't exist. And there's no denying when you read a Bible or you read a Quran, you read the Kabbalah, you read any religious books, that there's such deep wisdom. People live and die by the Bible. People live and die by the Quran. People live and die by religious sects or, or different fractions of any kind of religion because it makes them feel the love they're looking for. It gives them the structure that makes them feel safe that they are doing, physically manifesting that devotion in that love. That's why religions serve a purpose. But what's happened is if a child was not born into a religion and doesn't know it well, They're finding now in this time, 2019, 2018, kids are not gravitating. They have a lot going on. And and what they're looking for are words to live by. And they're getting on social media and they're getting on YouTube and they're looking for words of wisdom. They're looking for quotes. They're looking for meanings. They're starting. We naturally will search. We will replace that belief system, we will put in another place something that brings us to God. We are hardwired to looking for, believing, wanting to be near God. Because God is love and God is one and God is everybody. He doesn't have a rule book of who gets in and who gets out. It's not a club that you have to fill out a form for. Your soul, your soul came into a woman's body at some point that had a baby in it. And when that baby and your soul joined, that became you. And then she delivered you into this world at some point. Whether you like your mom or not, whether you like your dad or not, you chose them. There's a reason why it was her, with her circumstances, and whatever and wherever she lived for you to live out what you came here to live out, whatever it was. And there's no way anyone gets here without coming through another soul. It takes three souls to make one, and it takes one soul for you to come through. Everyone has different parts, just like Christ says, we are not meant to be alone. How we are born, we can't even do that alone. What does happen to us when we leave is the only thing we do because the only way we can go back is alone. We can't take anyone back with us because Everyone's on a different evolutionary track. And honestly, I want to thank Christopher for his question because, you know, everything Chris writes, I don't know if you call yourself Chris, but Christopher writes, his questions are 
always pushing the envelope of, well, why not? Well, why don't I see him? And why do you see him? Well, see him, but I do know that I was told I was, that I needed to share my free will for me to see him. And that's what happened. But I came here with, with, I know I, you know, I was talking to some people and it's like, we're calling it a job, but a calling, but I came here to tell us because we are searching, but not all of us, our lives are meant to do something else. So we are not here to do each other's work. We're here to do our own so that we can learn from each other. That's a very beautiful thing. Think away. Replace the word God with love and see what happens in your heart. The self-acceptance you will feel will be where you should be going with that. I have 10 seconds already. I could talk about this for 28 shows, Francis. I got to go. I'll see you guys tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.